Today on the Callahan Podcast, uh, well, all the NBA guys are chiming in on the Breonna Taylor story. The verdict is in. None of the cops are charged with murder. Two of them are charged with nothing, and it's upset a lot of NBA players. So I think it'd be nice to have a reporter there in the bubble to ask them questions, to discuss the story. It would be good reporting. It'd be a good segment. Instead, ESPN sent a child to uh, uh, Orlando, and she uh, can't make it to her segment because she's mm, the same age as Breonna Taylor. We'll play that amazing sound, the most embarrassing moment in recent ESPN history. Also, uh, the media might have hit a new low with this Hunter Biden story. Drugs, hookers, Russia, China, it's all there, and they are ignoring it. They're giving it a good leaving alone. And just how wonderful was Bill Belichick, his sweatshirt. Boy, he got a lot of love for wearing a dirty sweatshirt uh, on Twitter. We'll get into all that with our guy, Turtle Boy, today on the Callahan Podcast, brought to you, as always, uh, by DCU, Digital Federal Credit Union. Do you love your car but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU, and they, they could help you lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy, and their loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high-rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance. Insured by NCUA. Membership required. Okay, Kellen, let's do this. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. I got a question for you, uh, Turtle Boy, and for Dave. I, I think uh, I think I'm going to stump you both. Do you know who Fernandez Bowman is? Maybe doesn't ring a bell. Doesn't yeah, ring no. a bell, Dave. Do you know no. that? Take a guess who Fernandez Bowman is. I think I think it's a, a name, a person that you know people who are very much upset, invested in the Breonna Taylor story uh, should know. Just because I find it to be an interesting little factoid about Brianna. Anything? Anybody? Oh, was he the was he the connect? Uh, no. Well, in two thousand six, that before years ago, two thousand sixteen, young Brianna Taylor, twenty two years old, her you know life. She was studying to become a, a X ray technician. She was on the right path. Everything was going great. Cops found a body in Brianna Taylor's trunk, a dead body. It belonged to Fernandez Bowman. Fernandez Bowman's uh, brother was an accomplice with Lou Jamarcus Glover, the drug dealer boyfriend, now ex-boy, well, later became his ex-boyfriend of Breonna Taylor. Now, that doesn't, she said she didn't know Fernandez Bowman. Cops didn't charge her with anything. But I, I'm, you know, reading up as some people do when they want to understand a story, when they want to understand uh, what's going on here uh, in the biggest story in the country. I'm just reading up and I stumble across that and I, I, I stop, but I say, she's 22, and they find a body in her trunk? I thought she wasn't involved in any of this stuff. You read on, and again, I recommend this for everybody, for you guys, for, for Jalen Brown, for what's the ESPN reporter's name, uh, the 25-year-old? Malika Andrews. Malika Andrews. We'll get to Malika, a member of the media uh, who's covering the NBA and who's talking a lot about G- Breonna Taylor with NBA players. And I would, I think she'd be better at her job if she read up and really understood the story and understood who Jamarcus Glover is and, and why 
police had a warrant for Brianna Taylor's apartment. But I'm just going to say this. I thought the most dishonest narrative, the biggest lie I've ever seen when it comes to these stories of, of civil unrest and, and outrage was Michael Brown. We know Michael Brown. We know the whole story was a lie. He didn't have his hands up. He didn't say, hands up, don't shoot. He wasn't shot in cold blood by Darren Wilson. He tried to kill Darren Wilson. Darren Wilson shot in self-defense, killed Big Mike Brown, who just before that uh, robbed the grocery store and assaulted the owner, was was uh, was nothing but trouble. And uh, oh, Barack Obama and Eric Holder investigated thoroughly and said Darren Wilson was justified. It was a big lie. That big lie led to the city of Ferguson burning down. Michael Brown's own father said, burn the bitch down. All over the country, remember everyone on The View put their hands up all over the country. You know, LeBron James had the shirt, I, hands up, don't shoot. It was a big lie. It was I, a good I, one. Was I don't know lie. if this, I, I think, Turtle Boy and Dave, I, I think this could be worse. This could be more dishonest. This narrative that has led to civil unrest uh, all over the country, uh, particularly in Louisville, that led to two cops being uh, targeted and shot in an assassination attempt. And all I've heard all night, last night, I stayed up late watching, I can't stop, and this morning, was what an injustice, what an injustice this was. And I, my question to those people, to Jalen Brown and to LeBron James and to Malik Anderson, is do you, do you understand, have you read up? Do you know the story? Do you know what happened? Of course not. All they can say is justice for Breonna Taylor. Justice for Brian Taylor. Black yeah. Lives Matter. These people are very simple-minded. It's They're the not most shallow thing. And here's the thing that drives me nuts. I expect it from people like LeBron James, you know, who said when people like you know, LeBron, when they leave their house, they're being hunted. I wa- I saw a couple of uh, uh, interviews. One guy uh, said it's open season on, you know, black people in America, and we're not safe anywhere. He was a PhD, and he was on – MSNBC said, we're not safe in our own homes. We're not safe. I'm like, you're not safe. You're, you're a college professor. You're on TV right now. You look pretty safe. But anyway, the whole narrative is just riddled with lies. And initially, like everyone else, and I'm sure you, you said, this is awful. She was in her apartment. She was, she was asleep in her bed. I had people telling me that last night, tweeting at me saying she was asleep in her bed. Yeah, that's the big that's the big difference between her and Mike Brown is that Mike Brown was you know committing a crime and she was just uh, you know lying in her allegedly lying in her sleep or so the you know sleeping in her bed rather or, or so the story goes. I don't think I haven't seen any evidence of that, but she, regardless, she I mean she wasn't asleep in her bed. That that's not true. Right. So let me play wrong, I mean, you you follow Rex Chapman, right? Rex Chapman, unfortunately, big, big tweeter. Very popular tweet. He, he steals other people's uh, uh, videos and posts them and gets a lot of love on Twitter. Big, big, big liberal, hates Trump, hates Mitch McConnell. Last night, he was saying, never forget the cops went to the wrong house, the wrong house. He's right, he writes it twice. How, I mean, how, how long have you been following this story? Uh, you know, that's, that, that was the story I heard first, but I don't think that's right, true. Yeah, what, four or five months ago? And then you yeah. read up, you read a couple of articles, you, you Google it. I got this incredible investigative report by a local TV station, uh, WSBS. WCSC in uh, in Louisville, it's got all kinds of details, and they didn't go to the wrong house. <laughs> I mean, there were she was handling the money 
for this hardcore drug dealer, Jamarcus Glover. Her ex. Why, why was she do? Why was she if she wanted to go mainstream and legit, and she's like a EMT and all this stuff? What kind of EMT launders drug money? Whoa, 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 whoa! What are you talking about? Longers. See, I here's what here's what pushes me over the edge, turtle. And I got to admit, I'm not handling this well. Using the wrong word. Uh, no, no, you're like not. She like laundered drug money. Yeah. She handled. Right. They have these the recordings of the phone calls from prison of her ex boyfriend. <laughs> she handles the money for uh, Jamarcus Taylor and others. By the way, G had, was supposed to have fourteen thousand dollars of his drug money. He tells another person in a phone conversation. Uh, Bree got down like 15 grand. She had the eight grand I gave her the other day and she picked up another six grand. He's talking ab uh, about his drug money. Yes. And, and, and you know what, this doesn't make her, that doesn't justify the, the shooting by any means, but why do we have to lie? Why do we have to make this come up with this fairy tale? Why can't people like Jalen Brown and, and LeBron James and, and uh, Malik Anderson and, you know, Steve Kerr. Uh, why can't they just read the stuff I'm reading, you're reading, and just understand the story? You could still say. Well, Steve Kerr, in his defense, is still trying to read up about China. Remember he said he's right. going to read about China? Yeah, he's going right. to find out about Mao and stuff like that. I don't know if he's come back with a book yeah. report yet, but. Uh, the, the, Uyghur, the Uyghur Muslims. He's still trying to figure out how to pronounce Uyghur. Very busy, uh, yes. You know, he's busy, busy coaching, but be very passionate about it. If you want to be outspoken if you want to be kind of a spokesman for the for the, the this, your side in this is it asking too much that you understand the story that you understand the facts of the story that you know she wasn't asleep in her bed that you know they didn't go to the wrong house that you understand her boyfriend Kenneth Walker shot first is that too much to ask that you understand how many of the people who were trashing Louisville or New York City last night, for that matter, or D.C., understand that her boyfriend shot a cop and the cops fired back. Is that asking too much that you understand that you – that you? All right, so oh, devil's yeah. advocate here, Jerry. You're, can I do a reamer? Jerry, sure. you're supposed to be a Republican. Republicans believe in self-defense and exercising your Second Amendment rights. That's all he did. He literally protected his property when some strange man, who didn't even knock, by the way, came in and he shot them. Okay, Reamer, they did knock. They did identify themselves. We learned. How do you know, Jerry? Were you there? Well, well, Daniel Cameron said there's an independent witness who uh, corroborated the story that they knocked and identified themselves. Well, he's and probably racist. Kenneth Walker well. shot them, hit um, Jonathan Mattingly, uh, the cop, Jonathan Mattingly, uh, who took who shot back six times. By the way, Miles Cosgrove, the other cop shot 16 times and killed her. They, she was shot six times. The kill shot was fired by Miles Cosgrove. No charges. The the idiot who got charged. And by the way, can I get some credit here, Cullinane? I've been saying for months that they're going to indict one cop for a lesser charge. And they did exactly that. It was pretty obvious if you read up that they were going to charge this guy, Brett Hankinson, because they already fired him. They already decided there was negligence. And they're just going to charge him with this wanton... Uh, recklessness because he shot wildly from the parking lot this which is almost, out of control which is almost probably the reaction is worse because everybody feels like that's just a slap on the wrist that they added to appease people don't you think but, but, like, but he's, he would be if, if, if i had a chance to sit down with, with jalen brown or whoever steve kerr i would say 
you understand that if the grand jury, by the way, uh, we believe a multiracial grand jury, we're not sure, but we believe it's a diverse grand jury. You understand why they didn't bring murder charges? Because if they did, the cops would have been acquitted. And then what happens in Louisville and New York and D.C.? You want them to bring trumped up charges for the mob? And you think if they get acquitted, and they would have by a jury, you think the mob would have said, oh, okay, you know, that's justice. That's yeah, how our, that's how exactly. our system works. Because, Jerry, they don't understand what justice is. They're In their mind, justice means convictions, right, and maximum punishments. Don't move to Massachusetts if you want to see stuff like that. You're never going to see justice. Uh, welcome to our world. But now they're kind of seeing it for the first time uh, that sometimes justice is, you know, it means that the defendant gets off because there isn't enough evidence to convict them of a crime. Like, that's still justice, believe it or not. In a, in a vacuum, just forget race and forget the war on cops and forget the the mobs that are just getting off on, on, on trashing small businesses and burning, forget all that. And, and just think if you heard somebody shot a cop, hit him in the leg, injured him severely. And the cop shot back. Do you think there's some injustice involved in that? I mean, on its face, it seems absurd that they, this, this, this idiot, uh, Kenneth Walker shot the cop, hit him. And the cop shot back. And 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 Brianna Taylor sadly got uh, um, got hit and her and killed. Tell me this: of all the stuff you watched last night, of all the chants and all the screaming and all the ranting and all the mob uh, activity you saw last night, did you hear anyone say maybe Kenneth Walker is the blame here? Maybe he should at least share some of the blame. I don't believe they're even. Right, so the what would you do if? if- all right, so they why would he shoot at the cops if they didn't? I mean, I'm generally curious about this. Why would he shoot at the cops if they announced themselves? Why not just? Well, I, I assume he didn't hear them or you know didn't or thought it was someone lying. I, I, I believe part of I mean, me if he has like the the Rand Paul you know feelings about this the the libertarian wing of the party. I don't really like libertarians, but I don't know. There there should be a little bit something I think that we should all worry about, like cops, uh, you know, coming into our homes. Because there were no drugs in there, were there? There were no drugs, but there, but they had used it as. I mean, this Jamarcus Glover used it. They have him on videotaping, picking videotape. Picking right. I just feel like if you're going to do something like that's that, that's where he kept his money and probably his drugs. Did they did, did they get drug money out of it? They, they did not, but they have See, him on. And tape. that's kind of uh, you got to shoot better than that. You know what I mean? It's like okay, you, well, you what, expect what, higher percentage than that. That's. You sure, can't just absolutely. kill people without drugs on the By scene. the way, they said after the shooting, they dropped the, they stopped searching. They didn't do a thorough search because there was a dead woman and an injured cop and a lot I'm of sure they could search afterwards. Said they, I just read a story that said they didn't. They didn't. So anyway, the drugs could still be in there? Is that what you're but saying? Anyway, it's There's like, no you know, weapons of mass destruction. We know Saddam Hussein had them. He used them on his own people. He right, and, and we criticized. But he didn't have nuclear weapons. Oh, you're still, what are you, Bill Crystal? You're sticking to the Iraq lie? <laughs> Come on, <laughs> give me a break. So that's, and that's actually, that's actually a good comparison you bring up is Iraq because we were told that we we're going in there for this. It wasn't there. And today, George Bush is disgraced. It doesn't mean George Bush is a criminal, but he is disgraced. And it's kind of disgraceful a little bit if you're gonna if you're gonna have, go into a place like that. You better be damn damn sure they got drugs in there. Well, then you blame the person who asked for the warrant, applied for the warrant, or who issued the, the judge. Warrant. A lot of people are going after the judge. 
these cops just did their job. I mean, right. they, they identified themselves. They bashed their way in. Um, and uh, apparently Kenneth Walker thought it might be Jamarcus Glover, who used to be Brianna Taylor's boyfriend. And he shot first to ask questions later. And unfortunately, she gets hurt hit in the crossfire. But the, has, has the media I, I would, sought him out at all? Has the media interviewed him? I, I don't even know what he looked, you know. Um, I don't think so. Well, I'm not sure about that. It's a good can we question. get him on the pod? Can we get him on the show? We can try, Kenneth. It's not the show. same. It's not Kenny Skywalker. It's I'll settle for the guy who's still in jail too. We can get him on too. Either one. We can't oh, get Fernandez Bowman, unfortunately. Unfortunately, uh, and and she just said she didn't know who he was when they found a dead body in her trunk, and uh, he was an associate of Jamarcus Glover, who apparently uh, pissed off somebody. But um, well, he, here's. And we did this before we started recording this. We listened to this ESPN reporter, and we're going to play it because it is because it is the it is a big part of the problem. ESPN is uh, we know not really a media outlet. They're you know they're a left wing, a bunch of left wingers who you know love LeBron James, love Colin Kaepernick, hate Trump. That's they're like MSNBC in that regard. But you would think if this is such a big story in the NBA, among NBA players and coaches. And it is. I mean, do you think maybe if you're the owner of the Celtics or Danny Ainge or Wick Grosbeck, you're saying, could these guys maybe focus their one series away from the finals? Could they forget, you know, the story? I know it's a lot at the ask, but could they just forget the story for a day and focus on basketball? I mean, oh my, if you ever said something like that, Jerry, you would be done in the right. NBA for life. J Jason Whitlock said the Bucks, the reason the Bucks got knocked off, they were favorites to go to the finals, was they were busy with all the, you know, the, the social justice stuff. Couldn't um, you make the same argument about every other their opponents? I mean, are the Heat not interested in the social I'm justice? I'm not sure. I haven't noticed. I just know oh, this. No, although, although I got to be honest, the Heat are one of the whitest teams that I've ever seen to make it this far. In, in the NBA, like I, the other day, one time there's four white guys on the court. It's like well, it doesn't matter because you've seen the coaches. You see Mark Malone and uh, I mean, Mike Malone and, uh, and Steve Kerr and Popovich and, and even Brad. I mean, you want to see um, guys who have submitted to the mob, who have agreed to not step out of line. Look at the coaches. These guys, they might think like I do that maybe there is more to the story. They can never say it. They can there's one there's one coach I think that's a Republican. He got caught giving money to Burgess Owens, the black guy running for Congress. Right. They, yeah, the coach of the Utah the Jazz. Quick Snyder, yeah. But but you know gave money to a black guy and the players and the, and the media <laughs> that were, proves yeah. he's racist somehow. That's racist. Right. Gave money to a black guy who's running against a white guy and was he's like because he's, he's a Republican Jar, I tell you, there's nothing they hate more than a black conservative. I feel so I bad for people who are black and conservative. But their life just must be constantly on the defensive. Yes. Well, and, and some of them are just tough as hell, like like Candace Owen, who's so tough and so uh, good and forceful, yeah. and she doesn't and, back out from anyone. Regular, she's the Boston Candace Owen. She's got the number two book on the bestseller list behind Bob Woodward um, and hopefully she overtakes him but uh, who's, the, who's, the, who's the one in Baltimore that the, she Kim put on classic oh and, and you know what Ad? I, commercial, she must spend so much on those I love her she's made two of the best commercials I've ever seen she was great on the view she went right after oh, okay. yeah, the the she's probably gonna lose like 75 25 yeah yeah you'll never hear from her again right and she'll <laughs> be on TV or on radio or something because she's good she's very good and very smart but uh, and those ads are brilliant
All right, today's episode brought to you by Flagship Wealth. With me again, Dave McDonough. Dave, what's going on in the market? We're going to do a little market update today. Sounds great, Dave. What's As going I said on? to you, we had the best August in over 30 years. Just two short weeks ago, we hit an all-time high. Since then, market down two straight weeks. Not a surprise to anybody out there listening to this podcast. We've talked about it over the last two or three weeks. The market is giving you some buying opportunities. Long-term investors should take advantage of it. Long-term investors should get out of those growth names and start looking at value in other sectors of the market. What about quickly? I'm hearing a lot about IPOs on TV. Sure. What's going on there? The only people making money on IPOs are the insiders, Dave. Main Street, you and me, and you and me and Main Street, losing on the deal. You know, somebody bought this IPO at the market, Snowflake, for example, at 320. As of this taping, it's trading at 230, just two days ago. So again, stay away from the IPO market. There's plenty of value in this market. And again, I say it each and every week, take control of your retirement before the market does it for you. All right, Dave McDonough, Flagship Wealth. You can go to flagshipwealth.com. Click the Contact Us button. You want to know why, Dave? Because they got to get your newsletter. You give market analysis just like that each and every week by email. You put even a video in there. I may or may not have something to do with that newsletter. So go to flagshipwealth.com. Click Contact Us. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. Back to ESPN, because this is the this is part of the problem. You're at some point supposed to be an objective media person, right? And and you're supposed and even if you're on a on an opinion show like Max Kellerman, you're supposed to know the facts of the story. Would you agree? I think that's a good good basis. If you're Max right Kellerman on. or Dan Lebetard or Stephen A. Smith or one of these guys, you're supposed to know. The story. I mean, your your job is to understand the story, and you have a moron like Max Kellerman, probably making two million a year, to do an hour long show arguing about uh, you know about whatever. Who's a better quarterback, Drew Locke or uh, you know Mitch Trubisky? That's what they do a segment on that, and they get paid millions. Stick to that. And, and Max Kellerman comes out and says oh. that the violence across the country is being committed by white. Um, Right-wing agitators. That's what he believes. And right challenge, though. He had two other people on the show. Did either of them challenge they, that? They, or did, they, they did not. Can you imagine someone saying that and not challenge him, even if it were... It was Stephen A. and a chick. I think it was Maria. And the woman, I can't can imagine that. Did you see ESPN all day yesterday? Yes. And by the way, the, one, the were, woman who hosts the show with Max Kellerman is Jalen Rose's wife, correct? Wife I mean, I'm not sure. No, I don't know. Last night, Jalen Rose, in the middle of the action, says, you know, we need justice. for In the middle of a play. He says, arrest the cop. Oh, that's the cop. I got got that at one point. They cut him off because he goes, arrest the cops who killed Breonna Taylor. Yeah, check this out. That's crazy. Jay Rose, Tyler Hero scored in double figures every game this postseason? He's been putting in work for a young fella. But it'd also be a great day to arrest the cop that murdered Breonna Taylor. That part out. It's it's. I mean, ESPN has a thousand employees and hundreds of people on the air. Not one will step out of line. And I said this last night. LeBron, I mean, uh, Colin Kaepernick came out with the most outrageous statement, saying we must abolish the police. They murdered Brown and Taylor. We must abolish the police. I don't believe you get one person today, there'll be like 100 uh, opinion shows around the horns and PTIs who will say Colin Kaepernick is a is is uh, inciting people to hate cops. 
He might, he might have even inspired the guy who shot two cops in uh, Louisville last night. I mean, he yeah, hates cops. He hate, they, they act like he's freaking Rosa Parks. This man hates cops. He celebrates people who shoot cops. Here's his, and I love this. He spoke if Rosa out. Parks speak had, out. If, if Rosa Parks had his money, she wouldn't be taking the bus, Jerry. Enough <laughs> That's about that. Bro, <laughs> he takes money from Nike, uh, who pays slave labor to make crap shirts in his honor. Um, but he says we must abolish the police. The guy who says police are just like slave hunters back in the day who wore the pig socks, who celebrates Asata Shakur, also known as Joanne Chesimar, who assassinated a cop. He is scum. He is absolute scum. scum. And LeBron idolizes him, wears his jersey, and everybody, everybody from Max Kellerman to uh, you name it, everyone on Stephen A., everyone on, on uh, ESPN idolizes, adores the man. But let's get back to ESPN's coverage of the biggest story. It is the biggest story in the country, and they agree 100% that this was an outrage, that Breonna uh, Taylor was murdered by, 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 by racist cops. They all believe that, correct? Uh, that seems to be the consensus. So you have a reporter who's in the bubble, in the bubble in Orlando covering the NBA. She's 25 years old, doesn't have a lot of experience, but I think her job would be to understand the story completely to spend hours reading everything, understanding the story, and then talking to players objectively about oh, it. Right. Saying, yeah. Hey Jalen, right. do you have a few minutes? You know, why you know what do you think the cops should have done when Kenneth Walker shot them? Good question, right? It would be a great question. And do I think you, it's, it's how about so this question for you, Aiden, or for Jalen. For you can be Jalen now. Jalen. Okay. Uh if this went to trial, if they pressed if they indicted these cops on murder, what do you think a jury of their peers, 12 people, would have done? We want justice for Brianna Taylor. Okay, what if these cops are acquitted of murder charges? Then what would have happened in this country? Would Systemic. you be okay with that? That's our system, Jalen. That's the system. The system is racist. Oh, right. It's systemically racist, right? Justice for <clears throat> Brianna Taylor. Okay, so in other words, she could talk to NBA players who would not have a clue what they're talking about, no, right? of course not. Like, well, and neither okay. was she. <laughs> neither was she. Okay, let me <laughs> ask you this. Would that have been good TV? Would that have been a good report? Here it we are been live. Great with TV. Marvel. It would have been with great. With Kevin Walker, Jalen uh, uh, Brown, who clearly don't know what the hell they're talking why about. Why is it, like, don't you, Sage Steele, why doesn't she ask them that? Because she could get away with it because she's black and female, and she can ask them. She's, she's smoking hot, but yeah. nothing that matters. So anyway, she's like, let's a, get to, uh, she's like a grown-up version of Malika Andrews. Okay, Malika Andrews is it Andrews? Malika, it, Andrews. I don't know. I'm just so we yeah. have that name yeah, right. Malika Andrews. Yep. Malika Andrews is a reporter for ESPN. She's covering the NBA in the bubble, and by the way, she's in the bubble and doing a report with a mask on. <laughs> she's got a. Everybody there gets tested every day. Everybody's negative. Nobody's tested positive. She's doing a report with a camera and a cameraman and nobody else. Nobody else near her. And she's like this. Could somebody there in the control room say, Malik, Malika, take the freaking mask off for two minutes so you can do your report and then put it back on? What is she wearing a mask for? She's alone in the bubble. Anyway, she dropped all. She's not really a reporter. She's an activist. She's, she's you know, relates. She relates to Breonna Taylor. And she went on TV was this last night, like late or last night, early this morning? This was last night, yep. And openly wept 
about this is a reporter there is quite the performance okay can we do you want to listen to malika you think i've uh, built this up enough so far yeah. so we let's listen to malika andrews from espn reporting live from orlando last night what do you expect about a system about a system that is rigged against that was founded on an unfairness against people can you hold on one sec Yes. Yep. Like hey, uh, we're talking about a 25-year-old woman with, you know, I guess some talent who is a full-time reporter for ESPN on TV being watched by, I don't know, seven, eight million people who watch the game talking about how the system is rigged against people like, like her. her. Yes. She she just, just to she's put it 25 in and she's already got this job. But <laughs> and it's she's probably making, her. you know, half a million bucks to start. And she wants you to know that the system is rigged against her. Amazing. Amazing. Okay, let's let's proceed. No, 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 please. Because this is about the players and their response. But it's been hard for them. This is something that, as you mentioned, they fought for the entire time they've been down here. And they were hoping for a different outcome. And we've talked before, Scott, about how my job here is is to objectively cover the truth um and to share what these players are going through and today what they're going through is is that they're hurting and i have prided myself in being able to be objective and cover these sorts of issues but when it is so clear that the system of objectivity in journalism is so whitewashed and doesn't account for the fact that when I am walking up the hill, my wonderful producer Melinda reminds me that Breonna Taylor was 26 and I am 25 and that could have been me. <laughs> but then she just stops. Oh, hold on. How much more? I, I want to get No, back she stops to on a dime and is like, so back to report. We'll, we'll get back to it. But because she's sort of the same age, as the woman who was shot dead by police, yeah, she, break, she can't report it objectively because they're yeah. the same age. Well, let me think. Uh, the cop in L.A. who got shot in the face um, was 24. You know what, Malik? That's almost your age. It's almost your age. There was another. I'm 38, Jerry. There's a 39 year old white guy the other day that got killed. That could have been me. That could have been, been you. Me. Yeah, I mean, he sold drugs. And but the, besides that, the, could have been me. Here's the kicker: is there will be people all day on ESPN saying it, that was all. Rex Chapman's probably already tweeted out: "This is everything." With little arrows, fingers pointing down, <laughs> just embarrassment, <laughs> crying like a child on TV yeah. over over. Uh, name right never now. Never knew who was uh, handling the money for a drug dealer and got shot when her boyfriend shot a cop. It's tragic. It's a mistake. It's 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 awful. Um, but this this woman is supposed to be. And and by the way, it's a big 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 story. You'd think she'd be excited to get the story and talk to the players and maybe uh, ask them these questions that we keep uh, bringing up, saying these are good questions. Instead, she's weeping like a child, saying that could have been her. Why do you do you do you handle money for a lot of yeah? Drug do you dealers? Do you have, do you live with a man who shoots at police when they knock on the door? Do you, yeah, if she does, you're right. Yeah, that's definitely. That's going to increase your chances of getting shot. Absolutely. Could, you could search, her. 
do a search. You're absolutely right, Jared. If you search, I just searched for her name on Twitter. And let me just read a couple of these. Beyond impressed with Malika Andrews. My God, she should not have to open up a vein who's, like this. Who's on that? TV. Who's, who's As Rachel, that? Rachel Nichols. You're kidding. Rachel Nichols said that. Oh, oh, uh, yeah, we have NBA Central says powerful stuff from Malika Andrews. <laughs> I, <laughs> and they're all just quoting him. Mike Golick Jr., great respect and appreciation for the vulnerability from Malika. How can you watch that and not laugh? Like, it's like, this is so fake. She just stops in the uh, middle mean, of it and goes back. I don't back care if it's fake or real. Her job yes. is to cover the story, which is a huge story. I mean, I, I said, all these NBA guys are outraged. Some of them are really smart. Jalen Brown's really smart. He's just not well-read on this subject. And yeah. if he were, I wonder if he'd have a different perspective. And don't I wonder what he would think if this multiracial uh, grand jury indicted the cops. Does he think they're going to get convicted? Because they weren't. Daniel Cameron, the DA, knew, the attorney general knew it was going to be impossible to get yeah. a conviction because uh, he, the cop got shot first. Why is that so hard to grasp? If I, anyway. if I can quote my good friend Omar Little from The Wire, Jerry, it's all in the game, yo. It's all in the game. If you are involved, like she was in the game. If you are involved in the movement of cash that is involved in buying and selling of drugs, you're in the game. And when you're in the game, there are certain risks that come along with that. Jail is one of them. Getting shot is another one by other, you know, drug dealers or by police. That's a distinct possibility when you're in the game. A great way to not get shot by police is to not get in the game in the first place if you're trying to be an EMT. Um, I, I knew there'd be people like you mentioned, uh, Rachel Nichols, who's yeah. you know, was sort of a professional, you know, sort of a smart uh, reporter, thinks this is wonderful. Well, they're mad at her, Jerry. Because this she child is weeping when she's supposed to be covering the story because she happens to be about the same age as one of the principals in the and story. And black. And black. And, and black. But, yes. but again, you know, so everybody's black. All the players she should be talking to, they're all black. I mean, that doesn't mean you're all supposed to just hold hands and cry. There's a story to cover. And I think, you know, this is the same thing with, uh, you know, when Kirk Herbstreet weeped like a child about uh, about whatever, just the general, you know, systemic racism out there made him cry. And everybody, and I know why he did it, because as soon as he did it, everybody on Twitter, everybody at ESPN just said it was wonderful. This woman, I don't think she's intentionally looking for Twitter applause. Uh, but... She knew she was going to get. Oh, no, no, that, that is exactly. You don't think she's intentionally looking for Twitter applause, Jerry? Why else would? Because it's a fake cry. We can all agree on that. Why else would you fake a cry but for? Uh, uh, no, applause? because you know you want. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it doesn't have to be Twitter. It could be today on whatever on on PTI. It's or mostly day. Twitter. Twitter is these people live on Twitter. It is their entire world. It, they live in a bubble. Because and and that, maybe that's it. Twitter is a left wing bubble, and you do stuff like this to get praised on Twitter. Like without Twitter. No one would know who Breonna Taylor is. People might look at this objectively, but Twitter creates this echo chamber where people just try to outwoke each other and try to have like that memorable Disney moment like she had right there. And then, and she knew, we all knew what was going to happen. They're, that's so powerful, so strong. Like nobody ever, nobody besides us, Jerry, maybe five or six other people out there in the media have the balls to just 
call something for what it is. The, everybody else has to go along with the script. And the script in this case is that Malika Andrews is brave and strong because she exposed her vulnerability. That's how you get people like Brian Stelter telling us that it's okay for men to cry on TV. It's not. If you're at work, don't cry. It's a sign of weakness. I'm sorry. When you're supposed to be doing a job, I mean, this woman is supposed to be doing a job and an important job. Like I said, I'm watching Sports Center last night and this morning for the first time in a while. I flipped over and I'm, I'm going to get to this other thing that put me over, over the top last night. I'm going to tweet out your your tweet, retweet your tweet about uh, her and, um, and <laughs> crying over a woman who was, uh, as we point out, laundering money for a drug dealer who has once had a dead body in her trunk. I mean, she's... Uh, you know, pure as the driven snow, but you know, they did find a body in her trunk. Anyway, this woman can't get her, do her report, can't get through it because she's sort of the same age as Brianna Taylor. It's just bizarre. And nobody, you're right, except us and, you know, one or two other people will say how, how foolish this is, how she should be able to do the story. The, the, you know, it's been uh, uh, quite a while since, um, since Brianna Taylor, was shot correct it's been uh three years plus it's been a bit it's been a bit no oh no do i since brianna taylor got shot yeah two uh no i'm no, sorry three months. six months months yeah she was six, shot in february, uh, march 12th yeah. march 12th so it's been six months uh whatever okay. that's seven six six months six months six months and brianna and and this reporter can't make it through a report for someone who was shot six months ago someone she didn't know it's Jerry. It's her generation. Like the, I taught people her age, like these kids these days, I sound so old saying this, but they're so coddled. They are told that like everything is about their feelings and their emotions. They're not allowed to get hurt anymore. They're not allowed. Like, I'm sorry, getting your feelings hurt. And like, just it, it's part of life. And these people, th these kids have grown up in this bubble, this anti-bullying curriculum. I'm sorry. <laughs> bullying is like, it, it, if you get bullied as a kid, it, 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 it makes you stronger, believe it or not. But we are so trying to protect kids from ever, ever, ever having their feelings hurt. And this is the result you get where crying is currency. Weakness is currency. Vulnerability is currency. It's cool to, you know, be sad and have your feelings hurt and stuff like that. It's no it longer means, a sign of weakness. And means you care. She really, really cares. But here's what I'm doing last night is I'm watching the riots and then the cops, two cops are shot. They have a suspect. Unlike in L.A. where that little round Oompa Loompa shot the two cops and they still haven't arrested him. They arrested someone immediately um, who was targeting police because of the rhetoric of Colin Kaepernick and LeBron James and others. They put the target on the back of the cops. So when a, something like this happens, you get, you know, get the outlier. You get the one or two crazies out there say, I'm going to take it to another level. I'm going to shoot a cop. We saw the video and audio of one of the. Black Lives Matters protesters look at a cop. It was still daylight. It said, "You all gonna die tonight. You all gonna die tonight." And That's nice. They tried. They shot two of them, and they survived. We think they're going to survive, which is a wonderful thing. But nobody says, "Gee, maybe Colin Kaepernick should tone down the rhetoric. Maybe LeBron James should come out and defend cops at some point." LeBron James, by the way, still hasn't taken the sheriff in L.A. up on the offer to kick oh, in on the reward still yeah. hasn't done Did that they ever find those guys they never found those guys no it's one guy and they haven't caught him yet one How fat load and they haven't caught him yet and they got I, his name no they don't well How maybe they possible? do but i thought they would have someone in an hour yeah he was so distinctive and he was so careless i mean he shot the cops on video 
and they have a three hundred thousand dollar reward, and they still haven't got them. They will, hopefully. I, I got my routine, my usual routine. I, during the week, podcasts. I listen to my man Buck Sexton, Dan Bongino, all my favorite podcasts. On the weekends, it's music. I listen to music when I run on the weekends. And you know what's the best way to listen to both of those things, all those things? Using a pair of premium wireless earbuds, especially if you can get them at less than half the price of the other guys. That's why I recommend wireless earbuds from Raycon. I use them. I love them. Let me tell you, I had the overpriced ones. They broke. I thought about buying more. I said, hey, look at these Raycons. They're much, much less expensive. And you know what? They're just as good. They sound just as good. I'm so happy with my Raycon earbuds. The new, newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, are the best ones yet. Let me tell you what they got. Six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, more bass, a more compact design, and a noise-isolating fit. Raycon earbuds are stylish, and they're discreet. There's no dangling wires or stems. As you know, as I've told you, the company was co-founded by Ray J., and a whole bunch of celebrities love them, like Snoop Dogg, Melissa Etheridge, Mike Tyson loves them. They're obsessed with their Raycon earbuds. Give them a try. Raycon has a 45-day free return policy, so you can make sure they're the pair of wireless earbuds for you. I know they are for me. You're going to love these. I'm telling you. Uh, for a limited time, get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash Callahan. That's buyraycon.com slash Callahan for a special 15% discount on Raycon earbuds. Make sure to check it out while the deal is running. Buyraycon.com slash Callahan. They got the guy, in Louis, we believe, in Louisville right away when he shot the two cops. So I'm watching this. And I see on Twitter the Celtics games coming down the wire. So I flip on over to ESPN, and I can't believe this is still the case. It says Black Lives Matter on the court. It says Black Lives Matter on the uniforms. It says Black Lives Matter on the T-shirts. Black Lives Matter is leading this protest slash riot. We, we think they've organized this protest slash riot in Louisville. And then there was one in DC and then there was one in New York. Two cops are shot. Businesses are trashed, burned. People are throwing things at cops, setting fires. So the organization that is doing that, that is, that is, that is organizing that is being, is still being honored by the NBA. And I guess Jerry, the there's a difference between the peaceful protesters and the rioters. When are you going to get that through your head? Right. I would say there is. Black Lives Matter represents both. Black Lives Matter. Uh, Jerry, the Boston Globe said that 93% of protests were peaceful. That's, so, that's the other thing that moron Max Kellerman yeah. said in that rant. He said 93% are peaceful. And, and so and, even if I, that were true, which it isn't. but well, say well, first, no, You know why that's true, Jerry? Because they're, they're factoring the, the protest in Stoneham and the protest in Webster and the right. protest in, you know what I mean? In yeah. your town with 3,000 people. Those count in the data. Right, and then do the big cities now. You could factor in the protests like yours, defending cops, which are always peaceful. Yes, yes. Uh, which you know those are peaceful people. But say you have five thousand people, and if you saw the march in Louisville, there was at least five thousand people. Uh, if you if you do that, that's three hundred fifty violent uh, rioters. That's a lot, wouldn't you say? Good amount. If you're the cops, you're outnumbered at that point. Uh, so maybe it is true. Only 7% of violent. That's a lot of violence. It is. Um, but it, it just amazes me that at this point, and I know BLM's numbers, their their approval rating has gone down. But it amazes me when I see that and I say, 
these guys are honoring the organization, which at the very same time they're playing this game on this court with these shirts, is leading the violence in Louisville. It's the same organization, despite the fact that, you know, Reamer's going to tell me they're two different things. They're not. They're not. And when they had that U-Haul truck, did you see the U-Haul truck pull up in the afternoon? It was that was amazing. That was amazing. They open it up. People start. And before the verdict, I mean, they, this thing had to be ready before the verdict, right? Or before the announcement. So it was ready. A U-Haul truck. They open it up and they take signs and baseball bats out of the truck to get in and things to throw in this riot out of the truck. And, and all these people on Twitter are saying, who's paying for this? And I'm like, what do you mean who's paying for it? Black Lives Matter has $1.6 billion in the bank, probably more, but we believe they've taken in over a billion and a half in donations from idiots like you, you name it, like uh, Jack Dorsey and, uh, and uh, Steve Carell and Justin Timberlake and, and, you know, Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris, uh, who, by the way, her and Joe were very quick last night to acknowledge the police officer shot. They, they got some, some numbers came back and they're like, yeah. dude, you got to start defending cops a little bit more. A little well, more. And, and I assume the guy who shot the cops is going to need some bail money and he can count on Kamala and Joe Biden. We know Joe Biden has 13 staff members who donated to the group in Minnesota that was bailing out the arsonists and the rioters who burned down AutoZone and burned down the police station. They got out because of Biden and Kamala. That's their yes. people. But at what point do we reach a point where somebody says, maybe we don't want to be associated with Black Lives Matter. It And the moment that they're burning businesses in Louisville, maybe we shouldn't be honoring them. They pull, look at this, they pull this stuff out of the U-Haul and they show a guy get a bat. I don't know if you could see it in another picture, get a bat. And I'm saying abolish the police. Abolish the police. That is the stance of the group yeah. that is being honored every night by the NBA. Abolish the police. Abolish, abolish the police. That was Colin Kaepernick's tweet last night. Abolish the police. It is bizarre. That is no, no, so- what I, he's got to get the verbiage, Jerry. It's reimagine. Reimagine. No, I'll give Kaepernick credit for this. He doesn't care about that. That's true. That's true. He's At least not he's trying to be politically. He says correct. what they're thinking. Exactly. And he speaks for them. I mean, he doesn't speak. He occasionally tweets or his girlfriend tweets, tweets for him. Man. But but I, I find it amazing how cavalier and casually and comfortably people will repeat the lies. And I mentioned the Michael Brown thing. People still do the hands up, don't shoot, even though Obama's Department of Justice thoroughly investigated and found out the cop was justified and Michael Brown was trying to kill him. In this case, you hear reports or you hear people on, and I've flipped around on CNN, they'll be like experts and they'll say, you know, she was in her bed sleeping. They, it was a no knock, no knock warrant. I mean, they, they repeat lies that she had no involvement with the, with the drug dealer. And you're going, do we really, I mean, we, we kind of have access to a lot of information in this day and age. We can't get the facts straight. We could still say, you know, that cop shouldn't have shot, I guess. Or maybe Where's Twitter on this? Every time Trump says something, where's right. that guy Daniel Dale from CNN? Fact check. Actually, oh. Breonna Taylor, like, what, how come he's never, how come he only facts checks right wingers? They never fact checked left wingers. Why it's, is that? It's, it's just so dishonest. I mean, it really is just so dishonest when you, when you, uh, listen to you know whoever it is, Jalen Brown, and then they talk about it, you say, man, I would love to have this discussion. I think 
Malik Anders, uh, Andrews could have Malik Andrews could have this discussion, but I just asked that maybe understand a little bit why. I mean, you think it's an injustice, right? An injustice that only one of the cops was indicted and not for anything he did. Tell me what they should have done. Isn't that a good question if I were sitting down with LeBron in the bubble? What should the grand jury have done? Indicted him on murder charges? The cop who killed her had a bullet in his leg from Kenneth Walker. He got shot. He shot back and he killed her. You I mean, the jury I, of his peers is going to convict him? Of course. I mean, that's the most insane part about it. They got shot. So you can't even say you're on un- Yeah. Of, I mean, it sounds like the Wild West in there. I don't think this apartment could possibly be that big. But what were they supposed to do? Like, you tell me what were they, Oh, I apologize. I didn't realize this was Brianna Taylor's house. There's a hashtag for you six months in the future that I didn't know about, so I can't shoot you. And you were just a hardworking EMT, uh, which, uh, you know, it was just after long hours. With a side COVID, gig. With a side gig. Right. Who handled the money for this drug dealer and visited him in prison. And he called her from prison many, many times. And he had his mail delivered. His address that he gave this hardcore drug dealer, this violent criminal, Jamarcus, uh, Jamarcus, what's his face? Uh, uh, Glover. His home address was the address, was her address where she lived. He had packages and mail delivered there. That's why there was a warrant. And maybe they shouldn't have, uh, you know, kicked in the door at 1240 in the morning. Yeah, you can, we can debate that and you can legislate that. But the fact of the matter is, at the time, this was allowed. This was legal. So your issue is not with, you know, the these police officers. Your issue is with the law, which isn't racist. It's, it sounds like these people have – they're just closet libertarians. Just come out. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the other lie. Tell me this. Why is it racist? It's not because a black person died. It's racist. Every time a black person dies, it's racist. That's insane. Well, but, you know, Jamarcus Glover is black. The woman handling the money for him and taking the packages and mail for him uh, on videotape. We got him picking up his mail and packages at that apartment is black. What were they supposed to do? Say he's black. Let's not uh, get a warrant. Let's not investigate. I mean, yeah. I don't understand what makes it black. And I would bet we don't know for sure, but I'm, going to bet that the grand jury was multiracial, that there were some African-Americans or, you know, Hispanics or women or what. It wasn't all white. It wasn't, you know, 12 angry men on this jury, on this grand jury. Um, we won't know. Uh, by the way, they have uh, the, the person in custody, breaking news, I believe, L-A-R-Y, Larry Enzo, Larry Enzo, Larry Enzo, Larry Enzo Johnson. Is this the same Larry Johnson from uh, from Boston that we know? Larry Enzo Johnson is in police custody after uh, shooting two police officers. He's charged with wanton endangerment, another popular charge in that city, and assault of a police officer. He got his mug shot. I just retweeted it. You could see the guy. Fortunately, they got him, got him quick. It wasn't like L.A. We got him, and uh, I believe... It was open and shut. I believe they caught him right after right after he fired fired away and shot two cops. Uh, Larry Larry Inzo Larry Inzo. What a strange name that is. But uh, um, we will see going forward if anyone's going to have an honest conversation about this on you know in the media on ESPN. I doubt it. It's an outrage. LeBron says it is. It's racist. Colin Kaepernick says it is. The only answer, according to Kaepernick, is abolish the police.
That'll fix it. Yeah, Jamarcus Glover probably won't deal drugs or kill fellow, you know. It worked out great with Chaz, Jerry. It worked out great. All you need is a local warlord with some fa a, fa a fair one. I think the problem with Chaz was the warlord wasn't fair. So if you can find oh. like a, a wise warlord, you could it could work. It could work. And, and you had you had uh, Attorney General Maura Healy's <clears throat> tweet. Uh, in front of you, didn't you? Uh, I had it, and uh, yeah, basically, what, what did the uh, head law enforcement official in the state of Massachusetts have to say about the system, which is a grand jury looks at the evidence and uh, decides to indict or not, or you know, decides what charges would apply? What did the attorney general have to say about this case? That this was an example of systemic racism. Systemic of course, systemic racism. That. So, do you think Maura Healy thinks that the jury, grand jury, is all white? Is that what she thinks? No. If you want to see systemic racism, they should have come to my protest on Tuesday, Jerry. Like we were there to protest actual systemic racism, in which a racist named Monica Cannon Grant is somehow elevated by the system by every single politician, by the media, that is what systemic racism looks like. Monica Cannon Grant. Not I want to get to your, I'm definitely going to get to your story because it's a good one. But uh, the unfortunately, I think the Breonna Taylor thing is just getting started. As we saw in Portland, Seattle, um, there's a great video in, um, uh, where's the video? <laughs> what, what, what city is the cop? Is it in Louisville? Or the, the, oh, Seattle, I'm sorry. Seattle, the rioters. New tactic when the cops are coming toward them, lay down in the street, just lay down. And so this, that goes. this scumbag, you know, rioter lays down in the street and the cops are on their mountain bikes and the cop just rides right over them like he's a speed bump. Oh, it's beautiful. You can see that on Twitter. I've retweeted it. That's uh, Andy knows Twitter beat, I believe. Um, but here's if you were Wick Grossbeck and, and you're right, no one will say this NBA owner or you own the Bucks or you own any team. And all your players are doing is talking about this and, and wearing the shirts. And Kemba Walker said, it's, this is such an injustice. I can't wrap my head around this. LeBron James said much the same. Like, this is, I don't have the words for this. And you're thinking, could you maybe wrap your head around the game tonight, Kemba? I mean, is it? There's lots of big stories in the news. And we've talked about lots of them. I mean, Hunter Biden is a pretty damn good story. We're going to get to that. Uh, you know, uh, Turtle Boys protest about that's a big story. I mean, there's yeah, big there's story. A presidential election, presidential election coming up on, in 40 days. There's a debate coming up. There's a Supreme Court justice who's going to be named uh, in a couple of days. Lots of big stories. If you're the owner or the coach of a team, are you not tempted to say, guys, you, you want to be social justice warriors, do it on your own time or do it when this is over. We're in the playoffs. We have a chance to go to the finals. It is amazing how it's just become, they've become tied together. The NBA season or the NBA playoffs in the bubble is like, you know, they're, 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 they've become a, a little movement of their own. And you're thinking if, if I were a fan or certainly if I were the owner GM, I'm thinking, I'm glad that you, you know, I want to vote. That's important. Vote, but you don't vote for 40 days. So let's play now. Vote later. Yeah. I, I, vote for who, by the way? <laughs> uh, we don't even have to say that. We, uh, it, it's just so transparent. Like you, you got Bloomberg bailing all these people out, paying all their fines in Florida so they can vote. No, no, no. no. Get it straight. Not all of them. 
Just the Hispanic and the black felons. Oh, just, okay. So, I mean, it's just any white just how little they think. I mean, they're not even hiding what they think of black people. They're like, I, we generally think that you're all poor criminals and helpless, but you'll vote for us if we pay off your fines. That's what we right. think of you. But and, we're, the, we're, we're not racist. And and we right, you, we know you'll vote for Joe Biden because you're a felon and a criminal. But I, I mean, there's no, that, never, that's literally the expectation. That's insane. There's never a thought to the victims. Like maybe, and by the way, when you when you bail out or you subsidize or you bankroll thirty two thousand felons, you think there's some child molesters in there? You think there's some guys who beat their wives or killed their wives? If 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 we had a media, if there were a mainstream, uh, an objective media, we'd have the stories of these felons that are literally being subsidized by Michael Bloomberg and the Democrats. It'd be a huge scandal. And we'll get to, you know, the utter corruption, the utter immorality of the of the mainstream media because it, it just gets worse every day. It literally gets worse every day. Um, but I'll do, I know you're anxious. I'll do, since we're on the topic. Yeah, because I got remote learning in like seven minutes. So, you know how it is. We're on the topic of civil disobedience. Um, Turtle Boy... And his crowd, the Turtle Riders, went to Roxbury, went to the police headquarters uh, to speak out for black, conservative Black Lives Matter. Conservative Correct. black uh, Yes, CBLM. Like Rayla Campbell, who was up there with you. I watched the video. I was a little confused, to be honest with you, because I, I couldn't tell the difference in your guys and the, uh, you know, the other you side. Were the one, you were the ones with no masks. That's yeah. how you could tell. Yes, and you as you, <laughs> it's literally you had, how you could tell. You had people like just getting in your way and looking for a confrontation. And I'll give you credit, man. You things got a little tense, and you didn't, it didn't, but it didn't get physical, correct? Yeah, well, it, it got a little physical. So, you know, we get we showed up at one, we took they had set up the mics for her, and then me and Rayla did a press conference there, which they didn't air, by the way. And then we heard from the grapevine like an hour and a half later, Monica Cannon Grant's coming to the side. And so we show up there. There's just a wall of Antifa there, right? All these poor people that have never been hugged their whole lives. They're standing there in their combat boots playing dress up. And we're trying to get – we see Monica roll up with her entourage there. It looked like a parade of elephants at you know Barnum and Bailey. And we, I try to get by this group of wall of Antifa, and I got by the first group. But then refrigerator dairy was standing there and I couldn't get around. Like she put her, you know, they're doing the black charge thing. They're moving and I'm trying to get around it. You know, they, they try to grab you and I, I, I let them, I let them know. I didn't hit anybody, but I let them know. And, you know, not so subtle terms that that's not going to be tolerated. Were you, were you a little nervous at times? Cause you were outnumbered and they, they no, we've seen we're right next to the police. There's literally police standing there. <laughs> like you should, it was, you could see up in the, in the windows at the police station. Cause they're all glass or whatever. Dete- all these suits, detectives and stuff, just standing there watching this. Like it was, yeah, it was. You've a- seen um, these Antifa scum around the country. They don't care. You know, they they'll punch an old lady. They'll you know steal a drink off the table of an oh, old yeah. lady, an oh, old yeah. man. They don't care. They don't care. They get arrested, and you know, uh, uh, Kamala Harris bails them out, and they go back and do it again. I've looked at all the mugshots, all the video around the country. Is there a single member of Antifa who's not? Totally hideously ugly. Oh no, no, they're all vile and disgusting. That's and that's why they're in. Some are thin and some are male and female and some are transgender and some yeah. are old and young. But they're all sickly looking. They're all yeah. because you know, they, they none of them went to the prom. They 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 girls. They didn't want to wear dresses. They didn't want to you know put makeup on. 
they're just ugly, ugly people on the inside and outside. They hate themselves. They hate their lives. And that's why they associate with a hateful person like Monica Cannon Grant. Yeah. And, uh, and it was effective. You, you, yeah. uh, you got, I don't need. It was effective you. largely because of Rayla Campbell and Leah Jinduso, who was like my muscle. Like you should hire her if you ever need a bodyguard because. She's our the, biggest, you, uh, you know, biggest Ellen, fan. Every time you're on, she's. Uh, all that, yeah. Your buddy, Brian Riccio was there, you know, following us. He's so boring. He just followed us around the whole time. And then all of a sudden Leah just comes out of nowhere with her dog and he just <laughs> ran away. He ran for the hills. Really? She, oh, afraid yeah. of she got right he's, afraid of, he's afraid of girls. He ran away from her. It was pathetic. <laughs> it was pathetic. Uh, but it was good. Unfortunately, Rayla's not going not gonna to win, but she's putting up a good fight. And, you know, we know, we know now all about Monica Cannon Grant. You exposed her. Everybody knows all about her. And next time, you know, an elected official, next time the, the mayor is, you know, kissing her ass, uh, I think he'll be called out, at least by by some people out there. Not certainly not oh, by the mainstream media. We'll show up if they don't. That's our new thing. We show up. It's fun. It's like we're using leftist tactics against them. Yeah, you look working. like you were having fun. Where where's your next? You see, you're threatening to go somewhere um, up at uh, oh, so North Ando. Yeah, I threatened to go to Luke Noble's house if the Mass GOP held a fundraiser there for him because he's been credibly accused of some pretty awful things by his own children, and we have video of it. Uh, and luckily, after like within an hour or two of reading that, the Mass GOP canceled the fundraiser. Oh, so, good, good. No good need night. to protest. Because uh, I don't think they should be associated with it. Uh, did you get Did you get any coverage from local media? Because I did see local media gave uh, Monica Cannon Grant the uh, the respect she deserved in that moment. Did you get any coverage in those articles? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I did not see any coverage of that anywhere. Yeah, there were a lot of cameras there. They just didn't run the stories. Yep. I guess not. I guess not. What a waste of time for them. All right, we'll let you go. Uh, go uh, stick your kid in front of a screen. I know. That's what. So uh, awful. Uh, that's. It, that's what it takes these days. Your five-year-old has to sit in front of a screen for how many hours? Uh, three. She gets periodic breaks here and then for snacks and stuff like that. But it's do they want? Do they want her to wear a mask? No, no. She gets away with not wearing a mask. <laughs> luckily, uh, that sounds like so much fun. I'm it's uh, terrible. It's terrible, Jerry. I don't envy you. But uh, all right, that's Turtle Boy TB Daily News. You can read all about his uh, protest. His uh, Peaceful protest. He was protesting for conservative Black Lives Matter with Rayla Campbell, a uh, candidate for uh, Congress, challenging the radical Ayanna Presley. So uh, good luck to Rayla. It's a long shot, but what the hell? A um, couple other things. A couple other things I want to get to, um, Cullinane. Um, do you think Bill Belichick's sweatshirt got enough attention on Twitter? Do you think it yeah. got enough? Do you think it got enough love from people on Twitter? I mean, he he's he likes he takes pride in looking like a, a bum, looking like a slob. But when he showed up yesterday at the press conference, his hair was messy. His, he had an old, dirty sweatshirt with holes in it, and immediately there were ten million tweets about how great it was, how wonderful it was. One of them made me laugh out loud. I retweeted it when they uh, had a picture of Sheikh Mohammed Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, the uh, mastermind of nine eleven. You know that Belushi-looking picture where he's got the ripped T-shirt? Yep. And, and someone wrote, who wore it better, Belichick or Khalid Sheikh Mohammed? That made me laugh out loud. Why, they, like, why does the internet love this stuff? You I know, don't know. I mean, like, like players, players do interviews all the time with their you know, T-shirts off and sweating bullets and stuff like that. Like They expect him to, to care. I don't understand why the internet is. I'm, I always wonder when I see that, is, does he do it intentionally? Does he say, I want to look as casual as sloppy as possible just because it's a 
He's a defiant guy. We would agree, right? He's yeah. a defiant guy. He likes to stick the middle finger up to the NFL any chance he gets. We see that when he goes to the Super Bowl and does those uh, press appearances. That He just, in his way, he's like mocking the whole process. Um, he obviously knows what he looks like. He knows, I mean, he's probably not on Twitter, but he knows he's looking pretty shabby, right? Yes, but I, I he's just an interesting mind. Like I can't wait till his post his post football life, whether he writes a book or he will or whatever. I don't know. He because he's so happy doing like NFL film shit, and then it's like he's just such a miserable lump in every other. He will, he will write a book. Hopefully, he'll be candid and he'll talk about the media and how he hates the media, and when we'll understand like the genesis of his contempt for the media because he is remarkably consistent. He doesn't. You know, some people get mad at the media one day and the next day they're. Like, you know, like Joe Biden, one day they're snippy and snapping at the media. The next day they're letting the media, you know, they're buddies. He's consistently contemptuous of the of the press. And uh, I don't even understand even this week with radio and, and you had it with Brady, even though Brady could show signs of being a charismatic human being or at least at least like he, his energy was always moderately consistent with you guys in the morning. Like Lou Merloni asked him about Brady and it changes his entire tone of the interview for the rest. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. wouldn't even do a sponsored, hey, what's the play of the day? What's the, What was the play of the game? Just because Lou Merloni asked him about Tom Brady. It's like, he won't say, he, he'll never like, I mean, he rarely would you know talk about how great Brady was. It was strange, but, uh, you know, it's working. We'll see. Yeah. We'll yeah. see. I mean, so far, I mean, uh, Cam Newton's been spectacular, and it looks like they upgraded a quarterback. Kills me to say that, but... Uh, Cam's better than Brady right now. And, yeah, uh, right and now. If, if they go the whole season and they win more and Newton's better than Brady, it's going to make it, it's going to appear to be the smartest move the smartest coach has ever made. You know, letting Brady walk. We, we know he's done that a million times with guys and, you know, traded away whatever, cut Lord Malloy, traded away, you know, Mike Vrabel and uh, Logan Mankins. And every, I mean, we, he's done it a lot. Traded a guy a year early rather than a year late or let them go. This will be the hallmark. This will be the move that will will. But in, but in fairness, his obituary, the guy who let Brady walk and signed Cam Newton for punter money. Yes, but if it, like he's got nothing to lose this season, so it is great just to see like if he ends up, Jesus, if he even ends up eight and eight for God's sakes, even though it looks like they're going to be better, he, he's just in a win. They're, they're going to be better. I mean, they yeah. they get the they get the Dolphins twice, they get the Jets twice. I mean, they're going to be better. They get they get the, the Raiders this week coming off a big Monday night uh, uh, win. They're going to they're going to be better. They're going to win the division, which is amazing. And and Brady probably is not going to win the division. At least so far, it doesn't look that way. And um, you know who knows who knows. And Brady's going to get hurt. I'm sorry, I hate to predict it that way, but anyway, um, I've never seen you know a coach's attire get more attention. Than Belichick's did last night. Did you know that Shea Concrete has been offering technical engineering semar- seminars for professional development credit at their Ames Mary headquarters since January 2018? Well, now these continuing education opportunities are brought to the industry virtually through the Precast Podcast platform. I've been telling you about the Precast Podcast, the best podcast in the Precast business. It's the only one, but it's good. And you can get credit just by listening. Although nothing can take the place of the in-person training, the virtual education offering to the Precast Podcast are a close second. Shake Concrete Products is committed to supporting two educational-based podcast episodes per month at no cost to attendees. Multiple credit hours can be earned. How easy is that? 
You don't get credit for the Callahan podcast. You get credit when you listen to the precast podcast. Are you a septic or wastewater professional in Mass or New Hampshire? Contractors, installers, engineers, or job site inspectors who need to earn professional CECs to keep up their certification or license should check out Shay's precast podcast technical engineering seminars. Uh, and the podcast, the precast podcast is not all technical. Listen and find out more about the company's process, products, employees, and so on. There's even an episode featuring me, the brother-in-law of uh, Greg, the guy who runs Shea Concrete. Shea Concrete Products is not only the lead supplier in the precast concrete industry, but they also deliver a robust technical education platform. With over seven years of experience in operation as a family-owned and operated business, Shea has become New England's premier precaster. Whether it's sun or rain or snow, doesn't matter. Shea Concrete Products is always on the go, and they will drive that extra mile to be your trusted precast concrete product partner in New England and beyond. Check them out, SheaConcrete.com. I got to do this before we go because we talk about the mainstream media, the media bias, media corruption, and I mentioned that the coverage of um, of uh, Andrew Cuomo in New York, Killer Cuomo, is the worst um, I've ever seen. Um, it's, it's, uh, the worst, um, bias I've ever seen. Uh, we got a new winner. We got a new, um, uh, winner. The coverage of Hunter Biden is so dishonest and all you got to do is place Eric Trump's name in place of Hunter Biden. And I can ask you what, you know, what would it be like right now if, this were Hunter or Eric or Don Jr. I mean, this is just the the lead. I'll, I'll I'll throw Eric. This is the New York Post story. One of the Post stories. They had a few on this yesterday. Eric Eric Trump sent thousands of dollars to people who appear to be involved in a sex industry, according to a Senate report. The report claims unspecified records show that Trump. Eric Trump has sent funds to non-resident alien women in the U.S. who are citizens of Russia and Ukraine and who have subsequently wired funds they have received from Eric Trump to individuals located in Russia and Ukraine. The records note that some of these transactions are linked to what appears to be Eastern European, Eastern European prostitution and human trafficking. That would be there would be no coverage of the Breonna Taylor thing. There'd be no coverage of the of the Supreme Court. There'd be no coverage of anything. And I'm not lying. This above the fold in the New York Times, Boston Globe, Washington Post. There would be nonstop coverage on MSNBC and 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 CNN. I mean, nonstop, like nothing we've ever seen before. If that were Eric Trump or Don Jr., there is he, he took three and a half million dollars from the. Uh, wife of the mayor of, of of Moscow, who is a close friend of Putin, for nothing. He got a billion and a half out of China. So we got China, we got Russian, we got Putin, we got hookers, we got cocaine. This scumbag, just to refresh you, this scumbag um, joined the the Navy when he was 40, got a special dispensation because he was so old, probably got kicked out for flunking a drug test. He's been in rehab seven or eight times. He has, I believe, three kids with his ex-wife. He left his wife. Just, I'm just going to give you the quick recap off the top of my head. He left his wife, his first wife, and his three children for his brother's widow. Bo, Bo Biden, by all accounts, a nice guy, respectable, accomplished guy, died of cancer. His widow, his brother, 
starts banging his widow, leaves his wife and children. Um, and then he leaves. Uh, and then while he's with his brother's widow, I assume he knocks up a stripper, um, a stripper, by the way, and, and who claims that they used to take sex toys in the, in like the bubble room, in the champagne room. And, and like, do kinky things with this freak in the bubble room. The stripper, he denies he's... You know, and he always needed to be new, right? They had to go to the... They had to go, yeah, to the had to go get, new, get new whatever, sex toys. So the stripper has to sue for child support. He has to pay for this child. This, By the way, Joe Biden doesn't even include this child among his grandchildren. That's how, how, how pathetic this, this family is. Um, his new wife, he married, I believe, like... Two days after he met her, he's made tens of millions, maybe hundreds of millions in dirty deals using his, since his father was in, in the uh, in the administration, uses connections to get money for nothing. He's got no experience. He's got obviously got no discipline. He's a coke-addled loser who has made tens of millions of dollars because of his father. All of it, all of it is, is dirty money. He is corrupt. He's immoral. He's unethical, and his father lies to the world, looks you right in the eye and says he never talks to Hunter about his business. They flew to China together on Air Force Two. They flew to China. I'm not sure they're not how long that takes, but it takes a little while to fly to China. So they're together on the plane flying to China for I don't know how long that is, 12, 14, 16, 18 hours. And according to Joe Biden, they never talk about the reason Hunter's going to China. Can you imagine if the Trumps lied that brazenly, that blatantly? Can you imagine if Eric or Don Jr. made $1.5 billion for some dirty deal in, in, in China and made $3.5 million for some unknown reason from the mayor of, of Moscow's wife, a friend of Putin, a close friend of Putin? It would be, you know how many stories MSNBC and CNN did on this yesterday? How many segments? Guess. Zero. Yeah. Zero. Well, that's what I was going to ask Zero. you. Zero. What do you think is the, like, if you sat down with, uh, what's that dummy's name? Uh, Jeff Zucker, or if you sat down with the editor of the New York Times, like, what would their answer to that be? If you asked, they, they, uh, oh, uh, they already did. They said there's nothing new, nothing new in this 87 page report from the Senate committee from Ron Johnson, nothing new, which is a flat out lie. And by the way, Don Jr., had a meeting with a Russian operative. She was actually a, a, a Fusion GPS operative. It was a setup. Had a meeting at Trump Tower. It lasted 20 minutes. He thought, you know, he claimed he thought it was about uh, adoption. It was He was probably looking for dirt on Hillary, which is what you do when you're in a campaign. Because of that 20-minute meeting, he had 30 hours of testimony in front of Congress and the Senate. 30 hours. Hunter Biden is making billions, and he doesn't even get called before the Senate, before the House. They don't even know where he is. And you watch. If Trump brings, Trump will bring it up in the debates, but the moderators will not. They will say, oh, that's old news. We know all that. It is the most dishonest coverage I've ever seen from the media. It is a story involving hookers, cocaine, Russia, China. I mean, it's, it's and, and, and not only that, the vice president is on tape, audio, on videotape, threatening the prosecutor who was looking into his son's company, the company Burisma. He's on tape saying, you will not get the money until you fire the prosecutor. And it's just totally ignored. I've never seen anything like it. I'm not surprised. 
They're 100% invested in, in, in the Biden campaign, the media. That's, that's why CNN and MSNBC are on the air. They're, they're, their goal each and every day is to help Biden and hurt Trump. But this is just the most brazen example. I thought maybe someone on those networks or someone at the, at the New York Times or Washington Post would pretend to be a journalist for a day because it is such a juicy story. But we now know they have no interest in journalism, no interest in. Uh, they're busy. They're busy reporting. You know, Eric Eric tre- Eric Trump tweeted something about Joe Biden. You know, using a teleprompter that they don't like. I don't know. Just like reporting on dumb. Is he celebrating the two hundred thousand yeah. milestone? They were so excited. Two hundred thousand people died with COVID, uh, and they could hang that on Trump. And they just they just giddy. They get giddy when the death toll you know reaches a new milestone. They're rooting for the virus just like they're rooting right now for mob violence. They're rooting for violence in the virus because they think it somehow hurts Trump. I don't think the violence hurts Trump right now. I mean, uh, it, it, it literally, he turns it into campaign ads. His side turns it into a campaign ad when they, when they burn businesses, small businesses owned by, you know, minority owned businesses are getting burned and trashed and looted last night in Louisville. Trump, needs to make every single ad, every ad of their campaign about the civil unrest because uh, and they abolish the police movement because that is a winning issue. Hopefully, it'll be a big part of the debate, but I can't believe the debate's in five days. I'm so excited. That will be, uh, that's must-watch TV. I think that's the only thing uh, that people really give a shit about, and I think that's the only kind of difference maker that's going to you know make people realize that Biden is completely out to lunch. Man, <laughs> you know? I, I, he he was he made an appearance. He at least left the bunker yesterday, and he sounded so tired and so yeah. old and so just slow. And it's hard to believe he's going to go toe to toe with Trump on Tuesday. But I think like when you go talk to just like normal people about it, everybody acknowledges you know how out of it he is. But because it kind of comes in short form clips on nightly news and stuff like that, maybe it doesn't hit him. So I think the debate in long form, like, you know, at at 90 minutes or whatever it will be, is going to be a wake up call. That's just that's what I would hope. Hopefully Trump doesn't screw it up by doing it and getting too crazy. And but he will say, you know, he'll bring up Hunter. He will say, where's Hunter? He's done it at a lot of these rallies. And where's Hunter? Because no one ever sees Hunter. He just sits somewhere. I think he's in L.A. Last time they caught him out in public, he was driving a, I think it was a Bentley <laughs> or a Rolls Royce or something. I mean, he ain't. Just, the guy's just living his best life. Just nothing. Yeah, matters. He is, and he's got this new wife and, uh, you know, kids everywhere that he's got to support. And I think he's, I don't think he's banging his brother's widow anymore. He's got, he's moved on from that. But uh, what a scumbag. He's just the worst, the worst human being. And uh, media has no interest, no interest in Hunter Biden. But anyway, we'll see. Tonight, There'll be, or today, tonight, there'll be more civil unrest around the country. Hopefully no more cops get shot, but I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. It's going to get ugly. And then Saturday, Trump's going to name his Supreme Court nominee. Hopefully, I think it'll be Amy Coney Barrett. And then you'll have more civil unrest because, you know, she's a Catholic and can't have that. She, she doesn't uh, believe in abortion uh, on demand. So we'll have more civil unrest and that'll just roll right into Tuesday's debates. It's a fascinating time to be alive, Colin. Yep, and we do have a, uh, a basketball game tonight, so I assume that ESPN is going to be still in uh, in full uh, in full emotional mode all day and through the weekend. I'm and, and get ready for it's Malika Andrews yeah. is going to just be the biggest star on Twitter because she cried because the uh, cops didn't get indicted for murder. She cried because she's almost the same age as Brianna Taylor. 
And she, you know, she cried because the system is racist and she's 25 years old, a full-time reporter at ESPN covering the NBA. Well, she shall overcome, hopefully. But anyway, thanks to uh, Turtle Boy and thanks to uh, DCU and Shea Concrete and Ally Paving and Raycon and all our wonderful sponsors. Thanks, Cullen. And anything else? That is all. That's all. Did we, uh, Yeah, we're not back till Monday. I keep forgetting it's Thursday. So we'll I'm working on some things. We might be oh. back. I'm working on some things. Oh, boy. You going to tell me about that? or uh, Yeah, yeah let me know. I'm not going to tell you if I had any luck, but uh, I will, uh, I will uh, let you know. But uh, all right. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will uh, talk to you again soon. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. Can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.